What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward today with Isabella Clevelez Wu. Isabella is an image consultant and executive coach specializing in the field of impression management, which you're going to learn about today. She is an alum of the world-renowned Fashion Institute of Technology and a NeuroLeadership Institute certified coach. Isabella also holds certifications in personal branding and menswear and is a regular guest contributor to Forbes. Welcome, Isabella. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us and to share a little of your journey with our listeners. So, Isabella, I only shared just a little brief intro. I'd like you to share your story. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey. All right. Well, I created my boutique branding firm back in February. And the reason why I did it was to create – an organization where I could facilitate my client's transformation into the best version of themselves. And we hear about that a lot, yeah. you know, the best version of you. And I, I like to think of it almost like Freudian, where there's the, the ego and the super ego. So what if we could almost be our own superhero, our own super ego? What would that look like? What would that picture of success look like? So that's where the neuroscience or brain-based coaching comes into play. And I paired that with image consulting because once you go through the initial coaching, the person you are that who came to me, who walked through my door is not the same person that's leaving because you've accomplished some life changing goals. So now we want to match the outside to the inside. So it's a complete 180 that we're doing. And I wanted something that was deeper because when people think of anything related to fashion, like a stylist or an image consultant, it tends to be very superficial or disregarded. They don't take into consideration color therapy or um, how our image impacts people. But a lot of us know now, especially if you're heard of branding, and most of us have, that within the first seven seconds of meeting someone, you've already put them in little boxes. Yes. So we want to make sure that we are taking control of that narrative. So we control what is perceived about us and make sure that it's accurate, that we're reflecting our core values. That's awesome. Well, Isabella, I'm really curious and excited to, to learn more about you. So you, you went to the Fashion Institute of Technology. You've been trained in yes. neuroleadership. So talk about the convergence of the two in starting up your own uh, coaching practice. All right. Well, with brain-based coaching, the whole objective is, as a coach, I'm not telling you what to do. And a lot of people are used to um, someone in a consulting role. A consultant says you do A, B, C, and D, and then the result will be Z. Mm -hmm. As a coach, I'm walking with you on your journey of success. You tell me where you want to go, and I help you get there. We've all known people that had dreams, maybe back in college, back in high school, and they still have those dreams. They've never come to fruition. What I do with you is I walk with you on that and say, this, these are the dreams that you've stated. Let's deal with them in a high level. What has prevented you from getting there so far? How do you think you could actually reach that? 
So we, we look at the obstacles there. Sometimes we realize that we can be our own worst enemy. Sometimes we're standing in the way of our own success by the choices that we've made, by the company that we keep, by our own fears. So how do we knock that out of the way? So it's through a series of coaching sessions and making sure that I'm asking the right questions to put you in the right frame of mind. There are five brain waves, and one of them being that alpha stage. I think Oprah was the one that coined that whole term, aha moment. Yes. Well, that comes in the alpha stage. Oh, the, the alpha wave, I should say. So it's my job as a coach to make sure that I keep you there. Or you may have heard of um, the term flow. Mm -hmm. It's used a lot with athletes. There was um, a Hungarian, I believe, social psychologist. I, I'm going to butcher his name. I think it was Mikhail Kursikov or something like that. It was a little bit longer. And I feel bad because my name isn't easy either. <laughs> but um, I discovered him through Lewis Howe's book, mm -hmm. um, about greatness. And I love that whole concept. And it turns out that in order to reach that, those phenomenal athletes, like when we think of Michael Phelps and other athletes like him that took home so many medals from the recent Olympics, they set themselves up to be in flow. Yeah. And they do that by actually orchestrating their surroundings. It's not just associations that they keep, but their physical surroundings. How do they make it so they can be more successful? So as a coach, I'm guiding you to that. How do we set you up for your ultimate success? And um, it's it's really thrilling because it's the difference between giving someone a fish and teaching them how to fish. Absolutely. I'm not a psychiatrist that's going to be there with you like 10 years down the road and you still have the same problems that you're working through. Not that I don't have respect for that industry or we don't have some crossover and similarity, but the whole idea is let's get to these goals now. You've already waited years. Let's not wait another year. Let's get it done now. So the idea is that I'm taking you through two professional and, and one personal goal within six months time. And we're charting that. And I'm setting it up through a series of questions, a series of, of exercises and reading materials to engage your prefrontal cortex so that we're focused, laser sharp focus on your path to greatness. For moving forward, listeners, can you, because you've got such an interesting background, can you talk a little bit more about image coaching? And I love this phrase impression management because you touched on it earlier the first seven seconds when you have that interaction with someone talk to our listeners about the importance of this yes well in the first seven seconds i'll talk to you on a new york level for a minute <laughs> it can be less than seven seconds yeah if you've ever gone to new york or any uh, metropolis that has um public transportation, for example, especially if you get on a subway, you don't have seven seconds to sit there, to stand there and figure out where you're going to sit during rush hour. So in two seconds, you look around and say, who's a threat? Who's not a threat? Who's homeless? Who's not homeless? Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's not a judgment as in this is a bad person, but where can I sit? Where can I get a seat? Where can it be safe? And where can I make it from point A to Z? Now, when we're thinking of seven seconds, how does that come into play in our everyday life? That comes into play during a job interview, when it comes time for a promotion and we're introduced, our boss introduces us to their boss on a personal level, if we're looking to find our life partner within, you know, people have been set up on, on blind dates and you see it where like within the first couple seconds, they're like, no, that's not, the, no, they're not the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the person hasn't even opened their mouth yet. They're like, right. eh, next. Right. <laughs> So what is it about that person? Sometimes it's obvious. It's glaring. But the thing is, like I said, we want to make sure that you're always putting your best foot forward. So within that seven seconds, we have assessed the person's age, the person's economic status, their educational background, their, um, their possibility of promotion, 
um, their level of ambition. There's so many different things, whether uh, or not they care about themselves, their hygiene, you know, all these different things. And I'm not even talking about the olfactory senses here. Right, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we do that. We put people in the boxes. Some people will say it's a, a fight or flight thing. You just want to know whether or not you can be safe. But it's is this person someone I want to engage with? Can we mutually benefit from each other's company? There's so many reasons why we do what we do. And the thing is, it's subconscious. There are a lot of people who are like, I'm not a slave to fashion. I'm not into that. Not at all. And I get that. But there is a committee that a lot of people aren't aware of who decides what colors the fashion industry will be using each year, three, four years in advance. So we're all a slave to it to some degree. Because unless you're going home and, and making your own clothes from scratch, (laughs) <laughs> you're buying your clothes from someplace. It's not about being a slave to fashion. It's about representing yourself in the best way possible. Mm, it's about being yes. neat. It's about being um, polished. It's about making yourself available to opportunities that you may or may not be aware exist. Sometimes that. doors close on you and you don't even know they're there. Yeah. But if you're presenting yourself in the right way, they will open before you and you still didn't know they were there until someone says, come this way, walk through to this opportunity. I love it. So why not set yourself up for success and greatness? Why not? I mean, why would you, why would you cripple yourself unnecessarily? Absolutely. Absolutely. So critical. And for moving forward listeners, I mean, it's all about making that strong first impression. Well, Isabella, as someone who does so much and has done so much, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Honestly, prayer and meditation. (laughs) I really do. Um, Because even for professionals that are, we know all these, the semiotics and the body language, we we know all of that. We're still human, of course. You know it, and we have our own little failures. (laughs) So it's it's a matter of centering myself and saying, what do I want to accomplish today? How can I make other people feel great today? Mm. How can I make every interaction I have the best one? Yes. Yes, I love it. And, and so if I think of how I can better other people's lives and I take the focus off me, it changes everything. It changes my perspective. It changes my mindset. And then looking for opportunities to engage, to inspire, and to be inspired. And do you have a particular uh, form of meditation or prayer that you engage in? Is there a particular uh, practice that uh, you have found that really helps you unleash the, the energy and be in the flow, as you said, so that you can make the most of the day? Um, yes, I will read a scripture. I'm of a Christian based faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will read a scripture and I will meditate on that and see how I can apply it. First, how can I apply it with me instead of looking at someone else like, oh, they need to work on that because it's right. easy to find fault elsewhere. Right. Where can I improve in practicing this and inspire other people to the change I'm looking for in them? Maybe the change in me will inspire them to do that. So moving forward, listeners. I think Isabella has shared an incredible practice with you, meditation, prayer, you know, getting in touch with your your spiritual side. I think those are some great ways that you can start the day. And I love that the visioning of how can I, uh, you know, from starting internally and then projecting how can I help improve someone else's day? How can I improve their image? How can I improve their progression? And that's how we all move forward together. Well, Isabella, as you know, part of the career and entrepreneurial journey is facing setbacks and failures. As you so really poignantly uh, pointed out, I mean, sometimes those doors will close before we even knew they were there. So I was wondering if you could share a time where maybe you faced a setback or a closed door in your journey. And 
a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. That's easy. (laughs) I would say it happened a little over a year ago. Um, I still had a day job. I was working for someone else Mm -hmm. and I was, I had reached out for what would be considered a promotion. It wasn't an, it was within my skill set, but it wasn't my purpose hmm. at all. <laughs> and so I reached out for it and I was passed over for it for someone else. And it did hurt because I felt like I didn't really even get a chance to really compete for it. Yes. And the, it's like one of those things where you're interviewed as a courtesy. Yeah. And the person that got it, I'm actually very happy for them. They they fill the role very well, and I think they're growing into it very well. I think it worked out the way it should have, even though at the time it hurt. Yes. Um, but it wasn't meant for me to begin with, and that's what told me this is the path you need to. This is the path that you need to continue to pursue. Yeah. So that's when I went back to FIT. And signed up for the right courses, and I haven't looked back since. That's great. And I couldn't be happier. That's great. And what was the? Was there a particular moment where were those? Was there a particular event that made you come to the realization? Okay, in perspective, even though it hurt at the time, and we've all been there, we've all had that setback <laughs> sting so hard, and it's it's a bruise. It's not only to your ego, but you know, to your esteem. But what was it for you that? that aha moment as we talked about that made you realize, okay, this was not my purpose and that I'm going to take the path that will get me to my purpose. I'll say it's more than one thing. I'm, I was fortunate to have a good network then as I do now. Uh, yes. And I think that's, that's so important The people you surround yourself with. You want people that are cheer for you when things are going well, but people that will remind you of your purpose when they don't go well. Yes. And um, I've got a great cheerleading squad. So it was like, okay, that that wasn't meant for you. That was meant for that other person. Right. And sometimes we'll hear that and we're like, yeah, right. Okay, whatever. <laughs> right. <It's> hard, <laughs> but it's then they're reminded, like, is this swallow, what you right? want to be doing for the rest of your life? Yeah. Really? Did you wake up and say, this is what I want to do? It's like, no. Why did you want the position? Because there's a, a little more respect there and more money. That's what it was about. And, um, and that other boss thing, pretty cool. <laughs> so I was like, hey, why not? It's a win-win. It would have been, you know, I fit a financial boon. So that would have been good. But is that really your purpose? Is that what I wanted to do for the rest of my life? And once right. I, I, I could honestly answer that and say, no, realistically, I would have kept the job for maybe two years and then been bored, if not mm-hmm. before then. I was like, why, why are you wasting time lamenting something that is not even a loss. Not every loss is a loss. And not every setback is a setback. It's a redirection, of course. Yeah. And that's why we talk a lot about on Moving Forward, the pivot. And, and that is a a wonderful example that you've shared. And I love that. Not every setback is a setback. Not every loss is a loss. And oftentimes, it's about recognizing it as a course correction. Sometimes it's a, it's, it's a bitter pill to swallow. It's a big pill mm-hmm. to swallow. But once you come to that realization, then it becomes more clear uh, what my direction is. And and looking back, Isabella, I mean, aren't you glad that you got passed over for that? And oh, I'm really happy. All that you're doing <laughs> right now, I, I couldn't be happier. It's the it's the best thing that could have happened because if I had gotten that position, I would have been so consumed with the responsibilities of that job. And I say job because it wasn't a career. Right. But so consumed with that, I would have never had time to pursue my purpose or career. We wouldn't be talking and more today, time probably. Would, no, we wouldn't. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's important to note, just as a side point, it, it is related. The same can be true of relationships that sure. don't work out. Sometimes that's a redirection as well. 
that wasn't meant to be. (laughs) It's not the worst thing. (laughs) It hurts at the time. I also love that you talked about your support system. Talk, share a little bit about your network, how you've developed it, how you've maintained it, cultivated it. You know, I I make it sound like it's, it's a plant, but really it is. It's it's a living, breathing (laughs) organism that requires a lot of cultivation and tender, loving care. Talk a little bit about your network and your support system. Sure. I have, uh, I guess you would say two networks that sometimes overlap. Mm. There's the personal network of your friends and of my friends and family, um, who support me, but I make sure that those that I rely on, they don't always tell me what I want to hear. They tell me what I need to hear. So they don't tell me, Oh, that's great. They go, Hey, you missed a spot here. There's a grammar error here. Um, that picture's off center (laughs) and they're telling me ways that I can improve. And then when I have it, they're like, yeah, now it's great. Or that's close, but I don't think that's it. They are, they offer truly constructive criticism. And like I said, they remind me of my purpose. And as far as my network of peers, I've been very fortunate in my experience on LinkedIn. I actually was new to social media. Um, and I just started engaging in social media this past, I would say, end of the winter, beginning of spring. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. I've only been linked on and link, logged in on LinkedIn or created an account on LinkedIn a few months ago. Because this is how we, and, connected. Uh, we connected through Twitter. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, I approached it and it goes back to we were talking about what centers me in the morning. And I said, as part of my Christian faith faces being a Jehovah's Witness, it's like the part of that is that golden rule, treat other people like you want to be treated. When you reach out for a new correction, um, a new connection, you don't just go, hey, let's let's um, connect. I'm collecting connections like Pokemon Go. It's not got to catch them all. Right. That's that's not the way it should be. <laughs> What do we have in common? How can I inspire you? How can you inspire me? You don't want some random person knocking at your door for something you never wanted, you know? So the same thing, same thing with that. When I look for a connection on LinkedIn, I sit to see what we have in common. Mm -hmm. And um, so in my case, it's my tribe. And there would be executive coaches. They would be... um, female entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, not just female, (laughs) but, um, someone involved in image consulting and the fashion or style industry, someone who's blogs, um, a writer or journalist, something like that. Um, if we don't have that in common, then why am I reaching out to this person and what can I offer them before I even send that request? Sure. And am I familiar with their work? Yeah. So I look to see what they've posted First of all, are they engaging regularly on LinkedIn or whatever platform they're on? And what what information are they putting out there of value? If I can see some value in that, then I reach out to them and I say, hey, I really enjoyed that last post you, that you wrote or the one you wrote back in 2015, which is still applicable today. I was able to benefit from it and I was able to apply it in this situation or that situation. Loved it. Feel free to check out my work. I love to connect online. And if you're ever in New York, I'd love to break bread. I love it. Absolutely love it. And moving forward, listeners, I love the way Isabella calls it a tribe. It's it's not just, like you said, it's not just Pokemon Go, collect them all. It's really about bringing value to each other. And I also love the accountability aspect of it too, you know, because that's how we have those micro pivots, those micro course corrections. If we have people who have our back and will give us that honest, constructive criticism that when we need it, even if it's not always easy to hear, it's what keeps us on track, what's keeping Keeps us moving forward. Exactly. Well, Isabella, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? 
<laughs> I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I think well, you've been dropping great knowledge first so far, so I think you absolutely are. This is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that our listeners can benefit from so they can move forward. So, Isabella, I'm excited to ask you because you have such an interesting background. You've done so many different things. Can you pick and share with our listeners, has there been a particular media resource? And I refer to a media resource. It can be a particular book, song, movie, or cultural experience that inspired you to move forward? All right. As far as the book that I'm using, that I'm actually reading right now, I absolutely love it. The Forward is by Carol Dweck. And the book itself is by Heidi Grant Halverston, Mm -hmm. a social psychologist. What I love about it is it allows me to coach myself because I think Uh, we're continually growing as individuals. It doesn't matter how old you are or what stage you are in your career, you need to keep growing as a human being. And it deals with growth mindset. It deals with how we set goals, the difference between short-term goals, long-term goals, and how our mindset depends on whether or not they remain dreams or we actually fulfill them. So I've been using that in my own life and reaping the benefits from that and having deeper, stronger connections Um, a better quality of engagement and much more fulfillment in my daily interactions and my quality of life. And I would recommend it to anyone and everyone. And what is the title of the book? It is called, let me go back to it because it's on my um, iPhone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is called Succeed. Oh, great title. Absolutely love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Isabella, uh share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing or managing your time. I'm old-fashioned. I like to-do lists, and I like to write them down. Oh, I love that. When, Because when you write them down, it makes a difference. Um, yes. Neuroscience-based studies have shown that by actually physically putting pen to paper, we're more likely to remember the goal, to have it, to refer back to it, or and um, to actually accomplish it. Yes. Yes. And there's so it's engaging that part of your mind of it, you know, the tangibility of actually putting pen to paper as opposed to putting it on a word processor, putting it on your phone. There is a I've noticed that in my life as well. So writing it down and that not just for to do lists, but for journaling, things like that. I mean, really, there is something about having that tangible pen to paper that I think makes a difference. That's true. I find myself to be a lot more creative mm. if I do pen to paper as opposed to sitting at my laptop. Not that I can't do it, but it seems to take a lot more concentration. It's harder mm. to get into that flow. It's also mm-hmm. easier to draw arrows and doodle and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, yes. Isabella, share, if you have one, a favorite app, website, and I'm going to add to this poor productivity hack that you have found to be a real game changer for you. Okay. I love Lumosity and I love, oh goodness, um, train of thought. It has to do with, and it sets, it goes to different levels. So there are these little train stations and you have to get the trains in each color coordinated station within a certain time frame, And it's two minutes. And it seems like it's so easy. And it's one of the hardest things to do. Uh-huh, <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it just gets harder and harder and harder. And it's so much fun. But that's just one of the games that I'm fascinated by. It deals with memory, attention, um, the ability to recall names, all of these different wonderful things. And I, I think it's a great game for adults. 
And and it works. It's amazing how much it works. um, I actually use Elevate. It's a similar one where you get three three exercises or three games a day and you can work on different areas such as, you know, uh, reading comprehension or uh, your verbal skills, your auditory skills, your listening skills. I love that. And and do you find, I find this that I'm so, it's one of those things where I've gotten so used to doing it. I feel like I cannot miss a day. It's just part of my routine now that I have to spend those couple of, it's only a couple of minutes, but I, I make it part of my daily routine. Oh, it's an addiction. Yes. And so I have to keep day, up the you time. Feel, yes. You feel, you feel bad if you miss a day because it gives you that tracker to show you like how many days that you, you've completed and you just you want to keep that momentum going. Yeah. And then I like to beat my personal best too. Yes, so if, yes. if I just hit the same, then it's like I have to time myself so I don't end up being distracted by <laughs> lumosity. And then something else I should be doing because I really get into it is like, oh my God, no, I have to get better. I have to get higher. <laughs> <laughs> I love beating myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Isabella, we have listeners from many different backgrounds and many walks of life. And we have some listeners who may be struggling. You know, they may be at the point where you were a year ago. They may have just gotten Mm -hmm. passed over for a promotion. It's a real kick to the gut. And or they may be stuck in a job that's not a career. So Mm -hmm. what advice do you have? What's the one thing that that listener can start doing today to start moving forward, to, to pivot, to get them in their flow so that they can be their best self? That's an excellent question. And I'm so glad you asked me. I would say... Start journaling. And by that, I don't mean a long thing like your diary from back in high school, but start journaling what you're doing on a daily basis. Look at what your routine is and look at how many activities you participate in that are not moving you forward in the direction you need to be going in. Once you find out what those are, cross them off the list and stop doing them. Because mm. the definition of insanity is continuing to do the, the same, same thing, thing over and over, over and expecting a different exactly, outcome. Exactly. Now write down what you should be doing with that time because we're all given the same amount of time every day. Yeah. So you can't, I mean, once you lose time, you can't buy that back. Yeah. So the question is, how do you repurpose that time now? Mm. Write down what you could be doing in that time that you've been, I don't want to say wasting, but using ineffectively mm-hmm. that you could use to move forward. That could be seeking out a mentor and or a sponsor. And if you don't know the difference, feel free to check out my um, my article on Forbes that explains the difference and, we'll and how that, to seek them out. We have it on the right. <laughs> look for a mentor. Look for a sponsor. Look for groups. Find people that are doing what you want to do and find out how they got there. Mm. And then chart your own path there. And it doesn't matter if you don't get there as fast as you wanted to. The main thing is that every day you're moving forward. Yes. Yes. Consistently. And you can look back a week, a month from now and say, I'm so much closer to my goal than I was before. Yeah. You know, Abraham Lincoln has a quote that I, that I absolutely love. It's, I, I may walk slowly, but I never walk backward. I love it. Yeah. Moving forward, listeners, start journaling. And I love what Isabella has reinforced today. We've heard it from so many of our extraordinary guests. Journaling. 
not just on your word processor, not just on your tablet or phone. Take the pen to paper. And I love the way Isabella has described the journal. You really want to map out where you want to be and what steps you need to get there and cross out the steps that are not getting you there, that are standing in your way. So that's a great, great share for Moving Forward listeners. Well, Isabella, what is next for you? I'd say several things are next for me. Right now I'm preparing for the next workshop that I'd like to do. I'd also love to write a book, which is part of the reason why I'd originally um, agreed to guest post for Forbes. And, and not just because it's such an honor and a privilege, but I would love to inspire others with something tangible, whether it's an, you know, an ebook or, or something greater than that. I love books. I'm a total nerd. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, but I'm not going to make it long like a Bible or something, but I, I want it to, to be something where someone else that is where I was being inspired by the examples of others that have inspired me and inspired by my example and really see how mindset can change your life. It's the difference between someone sitting in a dark hole and saying, I'll never get out of here. And someone else fashioning, um, a lifeline from their belt and their shoes <laughs> and climbing out of that hole and escaping to the life that they're meant to leave to lead. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited. I I'm excited to see that book and, and I have no doubt that we're going to be seeing it very soon. So watch for that moving forward listeners. Well, Isabella, how can our listeners make a connection with you and learn all about the great work that you're doing? Well, um, several ways. There's my website, which is wooandcleeviles.com. Uh, I'm on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, obviously. And I just set up a corporate page for my firm there as well. I'm on Instagram. If you want a daily dose of inspiration and motivation, definitely go there. If you go to my corporate Instagram, it's wooandcleeviles. If you go to my personal one, it's under my name, Isabella.cleevilleswu. And it's a lot more personal <laughs> there. Um, let's see. I'm also on Twitter. And I just set up a Facebook page this week. Oh, fantastic. So I wasn't kidding when I say I'm new to social yeah, media. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't have known that if you hadn't mentioned it. And, and we're going to have all See, anybody of it. can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to have all of that posted on our website. Isabella, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your insights, your journey, and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I had a wonderful time, and um, I love your voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this thank was fun. You so much. This was awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. And moving forward, listeners, you have so many different ways to reach out to Isabella. So pick one or pick several and make that connection. Definitely. You can give me a shout out in Spanish or Chinese, and awesome. I will get back to you too. <laughs> Excellent. Moving forward, listeners, so many great knowledge bursts on today's episode. And one of the reasons why I was so glad to have Isabella on the show is that she talks about something so important that is often overlooked, impression management, image management. I know a lot of you, as we're getting close to the end of 2016, you may be thinking about pivoting in your career. You may be looking at other opportunities, seeking other opportunities, or maybe you're thinking about starting a business. You're setting out your goals for 2017. One of the things that is so important is that first impression. When you're making a connection, when you're expanding your network, when you're reaching out to someone on social media or meeting them at a network event, 
oftentimes it comes down to that seven seconds, that first seven seconds, sometimes less, as Isabella shared, when you're in a city like New York and I'm in in the D.C. area. The same could be said here as well. You can do one of two things. You can either lament about that and just complain that it's not fair, or you can understand it. And Isabella shared with you the science and psychology behind this so that you can really understand how to leverage this so that you can pivot, move forward, and make those connections. That's what the show's all about. And to learn more about Isabella and all of the great work that she's doing and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out at bemovingforward.com. Remember, we're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.